welcome back to Five Star Man, the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast, where we watch episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and uh, debate whether Dennis Reynolds was a sex doll or not the whole time. Today we watched episode four, season one, Charlie Has Cancer. With me is my buddy Steve. Yeah, I'm here, but I, uh, I'm i not very optimistic about this one, Chris. Why not? What's going there, on? There, there were a lot of things that Dennis did in this episode that like, were integral to the story going out. Like, leading off with that he Charlie told Dennis that he had cancer. And then, like, he was the linchpin for all of the events of this episode to move forward. So... It is the exception to the rule. Usually, one character is not the central focus of all the storylines. Or, like, doesn't have as much to do with all the storylines. This is a really interesting episode to me because this is the one that's sort of the most based off of their pilot. Mm-hmm. Right? The pilot was coming over to borrow some sugar... And Charlie having cancer. Oh, can I still get that sugar, though? You know? Yeah. So this is that. Uh, It was kind of interesting to see Charlie's apartment for the first time. Very sparse. You know, it was funny because you could obviously tell, like, looking back at these first couple episodes and the budget that they had and uh, it, it just looked like the cast or crew had painted onto the walls like the shitty doors and, yeah you know it, it, it i the I'm budget guessing, shows the budget shows yeah i'm guessing that that was the same room that was uh mac and dennis's par- apartment they just painted over a different oh, part of it that's interesting that could be yeah that could be so it, it, but uh, we also saw mac and dennis i don't know if we've been there before to mac and dennis's apartment yeah, and they were only in the kitchen, so we didn't even get to see... Well, but we saw the living room. We saw, like, that was the first time that we saw oh, yeah, yeah. that they lived together. Yeah. Uh... We also <laughs> met Artemis for the first we time. Did. Dude. That, that was great. One I... of the series' mainstays, who's always, always delights. She is so much fun to watch. She's, she, my, she's my favorite, like, of the side characters. Yeah? Like, she's... She's in uh, Who Pooped the Bed. Yeah. Like, she plays a big role in that. I really love her her cameos when they do the uh, Lethal Weapon films. Right, right, right. Especially her as the, the pastor. Um, yeah, Art- Artemis is fantastic. And <laughs> she, <laughs> before we watched this episode, we just watched a clip on YouTube that was called <laughs> D.U. Bitch. Yeah. And it was a, a cut up of all the times that they called her a bitch. And I think Artemis has some of the best. Oh, she's so good. Lines. She's so good. Uh, so this episode, uh, I'm just going to say right off the bat, is a little. That uh, you you said it already. It, it's 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 a tough one to uh, to justify in terms of our idea, right? I'll say this though. Uh, I can see where this episode has a lot of uh, ideas, and I would be really interested. Ignoring the whole sex doll thing for just a moment, I would be really interested to see them remake this episode, like rewrite it. And reproduce like this this concept as an episode again, 
now that they have a, a different understanding of who all these characters are and and you know i think they've they've grown into such a, a place now as writers and performers that uh it could be, just take it a little bit over the top even because i mean we're dealing with uh not only cancer but we're dealing with uh prostitution prostitution and transsexuality yep and the uh the quote-unquote hate crime <laughs> yeah. of punching a tranny in the face, uh, which happens at Pat Stakes in this episode. Yeah, um, yeah. I it, it would be interesting to see. They they also wait. Didn't didn't they already do that? Didn't they do another Charlie has cancer again? I don't know. I feel like there's there's a bunch of these episodes where they they redo Gun Fever, right? There, yeah. There's a couple repeats in there. They redo uh, like Frank's first episode when he falls out the window. Oh, right, 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 right. So maybe they will. Maybe they will. Uh, so let's let's talk for a moment about Dennis being a sex doll in this episode. You mentioned that it opens up with you know Dennis knocking at Charlie's door and saying, "Hey, can I borrow a basketball? We're gonna go play basketball." And uh, and Charlie being like, yeah, I have cancer. And it's just Dennis and Charlie by themselves. And Dennis mentions offhand that uh, Mac and Dee are in the car waiting. Yes. And so that made me think, okay, what if, you know, one of them is holding the doll right now and they're speaking as the Dennis character and, mm-hmm. and it's just sort of understood, right? Yeah. I mean, that's sort of how I justify any scenes where it's, Dennis by himself sure you know like there's a scene where he's in the car like D calls him up on the phone and he's listening to Steve Winwood or he's listening to not Steve Winwood he's listening to Rick Rick Astley this is the first time that we really get into Dennis and his love of Rick Astley and Steve Winwood and in the Range Rover and in the Range Rover and he but the thing is that could have all been in D's mind she she may have not actually made a call she could just be holding the phone up to her ear yeah, because especially with no one else being in the Range Rover at the time. Yeah, like that 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 theory checks out. I think. <laughs> Jesus, they they'd have to be really fucking crazy to to <laughs> not only fully justify that there's a sex doll and that they put their representation of their dead baby brother into this sex doll, but that they interacted with it they interact with it through calling it texting it uh shit man i i don't know i just i mean i i see moments play out like i can see it like play out again but with different people in those spots you know what i mean okay Uh, so who banged the waitress in this episode nobody so nobody banged the waitress yeah nobody banged the waitress in this episode that was the well, whole. That no, was the she, whole point. I, I, this, this is the one part I think we disagree. She had sex with that sex doll. They, they didn't, they didn't explicitly say that 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 happened. He, the doll comes up and says, the doll. <laughs> Dennis comes up and says, <laughs> the doll comes up and says, uh, Charlie has cancer, and she starts touching the hand and being like, "Oh, are you okay?" But I don't think they specifically mentioned that they slept together. 
No, he says it at the beginning of the next act. Does he? Yeah, that he's like, I, I bang the waitress. Ah. He just didn't reveal it to Charlie. So what if that was Mac then? What if Mac was the one? I guess. I, it could be. In, in that instance, it's... because it was Mac and Dennis sitting in the car talking about mm-hmm. how to approach her. Uh, and then Dennis is the one that goes up and says it. I imagine that it was Mac actually doing that. Sure. Yeah, it could. Uh, yeah. It was I'm getting so the feeling that season one here, it's more often than not Mac is taking on the Dennis persona. Yeah. I I, I mean, this le- the last episode, I thought there was a lot of Tammy and Dee moments that could have been through Dennis. Sure. For sure. I don't know. I'm overall, I'm just a little disappointed. Like last episode was such a big slam dunk of a, you know. Yeah. That, the, the, yeah, this is definitely a sex doll. And like this one's a lot, a lot harder to figure out. Um, sure. I think at least for me, it's also a little bit of uh, the last episode that we saw, the underage drinking, the... It's so simple. It's uh, here's these kids drinking and oh, they got to go to prom and they're going to take the our, 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 our characters with them. Yes. Right. This one is a little is trying to do a lot of stuff. It's introducing not not that they probably didn't know that Artemis was going to keep coming back, but like mm-hmm. then you've got this whole new character coming in that's over the top and doing this crazy audition we're getting to know the waitress a lot more where before she had like two lines that were just like fuck you charlie i hate you yep um we meet carmen you know what i mean another character that we're meeting for the first time that plays a big one later down like this is this is the trying to do a whole lot in this episode and i think it suffers for it i don't think it's the their strongest episode by any stretch and i think maybe that's what the difference is is because the other one ignoring the sex doll theory the underage drinking is such a solid episode and this one just doesn't quite live up to that previous episodes uh yucks yeah i agree with it i mean also i think that last episode had a lot of you know nostalgia when you watch it of of how they interact like basically being back in high school it's basically the gang goes back to high school in that episode, this one with with one the serious topic of yeah. one of the cast members saying that they have cancer, uh, or one of the gang, um, and then all the events that play out, like you know, they <laughs> Mac is still uh, trying to hook up with Carmen just so he could be first in line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Finally gets you know there was there was a part in that episode where you laughed. And it was it was something that Mac did. And I, oh, early I, on, yeah. I just want to say, like, this podcast is about figuring out if Dennis is a sex doll. But as a fan of It's Always Sunny, I'm interested to see the progression of how they got to the decision that Mac was gay. Yeah, the arcs of these characters. Yeah. So it was like I, Dennis said, "Oh, I, you know, I hugged him, I consoled him," oh. and Mac made this like. <laughs> kind of noise and like he like rolled his eyes basically and he and seemed a little jealous he seemed jealous so i wanted to know <laughs> is that what you were laughing at yeah. okay 
<laughs> well, I was thinking that I was still in that moment thinking that Dennis was a sex doll. And so it was like, oh, shit, Charlie hung out with my doll for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just like hugged. Oh, what? that's my doll. <laughs> I like the idea of them putting the doll up, taking the doll to Charlie's door knocking on it uh-huh. even if it's not mac um yeah i'm, try- I'm trying to think what else dude artemis episode. licked the face of that sex doll yeah like that you said you were gonna uh, uh try and like photoshop the sex doll face onto the bodies yeah that I, should be one is, is, one is artemis licking the, the sex doll's face okay uh, i'll definitely give it a shot <laughs> Um, yeah, with that. Okay. So then let's go, let's go into this, uh, kind of theory of if D right, she's helping out her friend Artemis trying to get a job at, at the, uh, at the Patty's, yeah, at Patty's so that she can get out of trying to get the waitress to have sex with Charlie. Right. Right. So if that's her perception, like uh, in onto this doll, right? Then why does she do it if she knows that it's gonna fail instantly? You know, like what? Like she's like because if she's thinking about how Dennis would interact to seeing Artemis, you know, or he he wouldn't he wouldn't be attracted to Artemis. So why would she even go through that rigmarole if he was a sex doll that's a good point i was sort of thinking that it it was a little short-sighted on d's part where uh it's her in the moment being being like artemis just broke down in front of her and it's a little bit of her freaking out and being like uh no come work at my bar yeah i'll call oh yeah we got you you're okay and then she starts there and and uh the little argument is just d d's in her monologue of well, I want her to work here, but also I don't, but also, I don't know. Yeah, she, well, she has to go through Dennis to get out of. And like this. Artemis is just sitting at the other end of the bar watching D argue with herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm trying to find other parts of this episode that. If it's not there, it's not there. I don't think it's there, man. Let me ask you then. Uh, We like to do every episode with our uh, scale of one to five stars. Five stars being the most uh, sex doll. One star being the most human. Uh, For this episode, what? How many stars are you going to give Dennis? It's a hard one. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Wow. I I I really. I, I tried so many angles as I was watching this of trying to BS that he's a sex doll, but uh, this I'm, one, this one. See, I'm me. I'm in the I'm in the closer to the middle, maybe maybe a little closer to human in the middle. I'm mm-hmm. thinking two to two and a half. Okay, we'll call it two. That's fair. Two two and a third. What, I don't know. What would be what would what would be the evidence of two? I think I think everything that we've covered just makes me think like there's nothing that's been that's hard to say like yes he is totally a five star man right now 
but there has also never not at least for me watching it there wasn't anything to say oh one star mm-hmm. you know i think it's it's pretty much in the middle it could go a little bit both ways maybe a little closer to to the one star i'll call it two okay i'll call it two out of five that's that's fair i i just really think with going to the front door then going into the cafe then driving in the car like everything the last episode of how great it was that he was a five-star man of just being stagnant at the bar uh not really interacting with that with other people he didn't go to the party like i don't mean to keep bringing up the episode before but like as a reference point yeah, for our listeners, uh, just listen to that episode, I guess. Yeah, go, go <laughs> listen to that episode. And spoiler alert, the commercial bit that we're going to do at the end of this isn't, isn't going to be as great either. I think that we have to watch this at night. Like, we have to watch this late at night because that's when all those bullshit commercials come on. This was a lot of... a lot. Of, <laughs> these were a lot of, like, like uh, regular you know, big corporation commercials. It was fine. It was fine. But yeah. I don't pay attention just to the SK dots. Yeah, that. Uh, no, I think, I think that's all I, I really have to say about this. Do you have anything else you want to add to, uh, add to this? <sighs> on to gun fever. Yeah. On to the next one. Yeah. All right. I, I, I'm more optimistic about gun fever. Great. 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 Uh, all right. I guess, that's going to do it for us here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go have us some tasty treats. Cue Steve Winwood. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for everybody's favorite game show. Steve describes a commercial he saw. Ladies and gentlemen, we're we're in no it's November 28th right now. So every epi- every episode we see has some kind of Christmas commercial. And Chris pointed this out like right after the commercial was over, but it's just a house and there are lights going on the house, and it's two Trans Siberian Orchestra. Uh, do you? What's the name of that song? Carol, Carol, the Carol, Carol the Bells. Yeah. yeah, their version of Carol the Bells, right? And it, it's just lights flickering and going to the same music of Trans Siberian Orchestra's uh, Carol the Bells. It was just playing off of that. That's all it was. And then what? It was a car commercial. Yeah, right? it was all it was for like cars. like a Buick or something. Yeah. And uh, they, they pull up to the house and the lights are going off and shit like that. And we just got a big problem about every fucking year. There's a commercial ever since Trans-Siberian Orchestra put out. Like, first off, who gives a fuck about Trans-Siberian Orchestra? Honestly, like... They only have that one Christmas song that always gets play, and I don't understand why why that's such a staple. Because heavy metal Christmas, dude. Because heavy metal Christmas. 
Which yeah, also because when I think of Christmas, I think of fucking heavy metal. I'm just sick of it. I'm tired of it. Come up with a new goddamn commercial. Can we can we write a a movie and call it Heavy Metal Christmas? And it'll be the 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 third movie in the heavy metal franchise. But it'll be Christmas themed. It won't get picked up because we'll refuse to put Trans Siberian Orchestra <laughs> in it. And they'll demand it and Well no, it'll be easy because then for that bit, instead of doing anything animated, we'll just have a picture of a house with lights turning on in sequence <laughs> with the music. Yeah. As uh, you're getting lazy with Christmas commercials there, America or whatever company put this out. Uh, this everything, everything about this episode left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> the the point that he wasn't a sex doll, uh, the cliche Christmas music and advertisements. Yeah, bah humbug. Ugh, I want to forget about this one.